a Radio 191 FM podcast. Wednesday morning, that means it's time for a chat with the museum. And right now I'm joined by Anne Harlow, a collections manager of the humanities at the Otago Museum. Morena to you. Morena. How are we today? Very well, thank you. Marvellous. Thank you for coming across the street. Oh, yeah, well, it was, it was a hard um, slog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are more than welcome. Right, we're talking about a new project that's ongoing at the university. Uh, sorry, I always, get, I always whenever I say Otago, <laughs> I instantly say university. Fair enough. Otago Museum. Thank you. Um, which is Otago Digitalization Project. Mm-hmm. Um, what exactly is it? Well... Um, it's this fabulous project that, that has been taking place over the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the museum has an extraordinary um, collection of Taonga Māori, of course, and particularly Kaitahu Tauka. Yeah. Um, and so we put um, in for some funding from the lottery funds um, to be able to digitise as much of the collection as we possibly could in, in the length of time of the funding, you know. So um, we got three years funding to digitise um, our taoka with the goal to reach 20,000, yeah. which we did, and we surpassed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this means now that, of course, we can have lo- a lot more of our taoka um, available, accessible online, and also um, when researchers and things come and talk, ask, ask us about stuff, we've got more information available to, to tell them. Now, 20,000 is a lot. Um, but you've got a lot more. Um, so how do you go about choosing what goes in there when you know there's going to be a cut-off point? Well, yeah, no, good question. And I think ha- if we did it again, we might tackle it slightly differently. But it was definitely a good lesson for future projects. Mm-hmm. Um, we, for example, we had like 8,000 um, toki adzers, yeah, which was almost half the number, you know. So were we going to use up all of our time on just stone tools and then only but so we, we did have a bit of a mixture of um, getting through as fast as possible things that were relatively straightforward which were the stone t- tools and yep. and bone things and stuff like that which we could sort of describe measure photograph pretty rapidly mm-hmm. but at the same time we also tried to do the sort of b- bigger um, more tricky the things that took slightly longer um, like larger carvings and um, kākahu woven things, stuff like that, um, so that we'd be able to sort of simultaneously achieve a lot of different kinds of objects. When you say taking longer, what, what's, where's the time? Where does it come from? What, what takes time? Well, a lot of the time, actually, was every single one of these objects got um, assessed by our conservators. Yeah. So um, the conservation department plays a big part in the museum, of course, because they are responsible for the... The, you know the safety the health of of these um, treasures so every single bit of bone and stone and cloak and carving got assessed by our conservators yeah um, just to see if they were in good shape if we needed to um, care for them a little bit diff- differently or a bit better if we yeah. had to fix them at all somehow mm-hmm. um, and all of all of this of course we did in consultation with the Maori Advisory Committee of the um, museum yeah so um, we we really tried very hard to make sure that we um, that the tikanga was there and that we um, were respecting um, these tauka. Yeah, because you have to move them, and there's I guess concerns with light even and, yeah. and whatnot. You know. Yeah, that's right. And some of the things are really fragile. Look, I mean, obviously the stone tools are pretty hardy. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was lots of there's lots of bone and there's lots of um, really old um, cloaks and things that. Um, of course weren't meant to be 
around in a couple of hundred years' times, presumably, and um, so the, the particular dyes that we use might make the fabric um, disintegrate slightly, stuff mm. like that. So we were sort of assessing that kind of thing as well. Dyes? What are you using dyes for? Oh, well, like um, the paru, the, the, the sort of dye on, the, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on, on cloaks and things like that might make the, the fibres, yeah, disintegrate. How, um, were, were there many surprises and, how, you know, have, have, had all the pieces been described in the past, have they all been traced to their origin or did, was there work with that involved as well? Well, no, they hadn't been described, but um, in the 150 years of the um, museum's history that we'd collected all these things, um, they had been at at the very least we knew where most of them had come from. Yeah. So we just the at least the general area. There were of course quite a few that we don't know where they came from and and they're unlocalized. Yeah. So because we were concentrating on the Kaitahu stuff, um, partly partly because that's our that's our community around here, obviously, but also because um, we were able to consult with Kaitahu mm-hmm. directly and make sure that we were doing it in a good good way. Whereas um, things from other iwi, we we didn't really have. There was, you know, we didn't weren't able to speak to them directly. Um, so the unlocalized things, it was decided right at the beginning that we might treat them as though they were kaitahu, um, in that we would care for them with the same tikanga and and give them the same access online, mm-hmm. um, which is a tricky thing to do for museums because often we do have things where we don't know where they come from. Yeah, and. Um, it's we don't we want to we want people to have access to these things, and sometimes it's a bit awkward to say we don't know where we got this from, um, but here it is. But we don't want to pretend that we don't have them. Yeah, and they're still interesting objects to look at. And, um, and I, I guess that goes hand in hand with older collections, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, nationwide, no, worldwide, um, museums have things that. Um, with very very sparse information yeah. and it's a bit frustrating but the, I mean one thing about research and things having access is sometimes they can sort of trace back where a particular perhaps where a particular wood or a stone hmm. might come only from a particular area that's amazing yeah isn't it? it's really really cool yeah. so that certainly helps us out too because I guess when it comes to stone tools um, you know they were getting certain stones from just certain areas yeah. to make the great good equipment they knew where to get them from they travel vast distances just to mine certain areas yep, for certain things exactly. so you can trace that back can't you? yeah and also and also the trade and stuff up and down the country mm, of yeah. various materials that you wouldn't normally find down here that yeah people have traded yeah. so it's a really really interesting it is thing. it is really interesting <laughs> one yeah. thing i noticed in some of the photos you've got quite a dilapidated op card thank you very much <laughs> um <coughs> That was actually handmade by me. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> we had, I was quite proud of that. Um, <laughs> I'm just a little bit worn. It's, it's, it's not worn, it's, it's handcrafted. Ah, um, well, no, we, we, we looked far and wide and we couldn't find a wee one. Oh, really? A tiny wee one. So we found a big one yeah. and I cut it down. Oh, well done. Thank you. <laughs> I was hoping that no one would notice that. <laughs> then we thought maybe it would just add an extra bit of charm. Yeah. Um, there was some blood, sweat and tears in there. So. Um, it's my, sorry, it's my job to notice these yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I like to say that the wee numbers are also, were also hand cut out wow. by myself. Yep. That's, um, that's how we roll. At and it's half, it might get described one in a hundred years' time by the... <laughs> become part of the collections. Well, I think I found a niche. We found a niche market for things that we could make for museums as well. Tiny little wee 
color chart cards. Wow, is this a new business? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, very good. Uh, so who did you work with in the project? We heard about, uh, obviously, Lotteries New Zealand, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm guessing you taught, you worked in conjunction with local iwi as well? We did, we did. Um, well, we, yeah, we worked, of course, with the uh, Māori Advisory Committee, which is made up of representatives of, of the local runaka. Um, and we also went and talked to um, Moraki, Pukutaraki and Otako, um, some people there about about what we were doing, but also about the tauka that they had in their own marae yeah. um, and how they might look after it and things like that. So, um, and we we also we asked them what kind of things they would want from us, what kind of information they'd like from us, and and access to their their tauka. So um, yeah, that was really that was really valuable. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. That's nice, and I guess this is a resource for them to use now too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, because of course, as you know, we've only got a certain amount of stuff on display. Yeah. We've got an absolute load of stuff that's in the storage, and we and of course we don't have the the resources or the space to get everything through, and also to be fair, no one's going to want to look at an exhibition of eight thousand um, answers. Yeah. Well, some people might, but um, might be so like three people. Well, I can, I can name each of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a way of yeah really making things accessible to people that they might otherwise not be able to see. Mm. Oh, we also I have to mention because they were an enormous part of it was um, the volunteers that we had. We we absolutely couldn't have done it without volunteers. We um, put a call out to um, the Runaka at the beginning, but also to the university and um, we had about 15 archaeology students who um, of course very familiar with pieces of rock mm-hmm. um, and they came and they sat and they absolutely slogged through the whole thing and it was brilliant they were so good volunteers are the best they are the best we couldn't have done it without them yeah. um, and I, I agree I think this um, project really displays what a museum's all about it's to dis- display and educate and describe but it's also to show that you're conserving as well yes well that's the whole point that's the whole point of us yeah um, and people people often say yeah why don't you have more things on display and, and we'd love to but we are also in the in the business of looking after keeping them for a long time yeah um, but of course, we are also in the business of making things accessible, and that's how this digitisation project really is a great thing. And hopefully, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, but hopefully, we'll be able to do it for other parts of the collection as well. Mm-hmm. Be good. Nice. Be good. Lotteries, come on. Yeah. All right. Um, so it's not only we go to the website and look at these and yes. read about them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also some on display. That's correct. In the um, stairwell of. The museum. So where we had for a long time the Sir Ed, Sir, Ed, Sir Edmund Hillary, we've taken um, the objects of his off because they've been on display for a, a long time and, yes. and they need to sort of be out of the light for a while and have a rest. Um, but now we've got this fabulous um, exhibition that was curated by Jamie Metzger, and she put um, just sort of picked out some of, some of the kind of fabulous things that we had uh, um, digitised and has put them on display. And there's a um, screen there as well so you can sort of look at the website while you're there oh nice yeah oh that's cool yeah it's pretty cool yeah that's really cool mm. um what a great project yeah it really is um showing fabulous. some absolute treasures from the southern new zealand region mm-hmm. important stuff yeah, really important stuff so i implore everybody to go and check out uh, the website just go to collections.otogamuseum.nz um 
forward slash category forward slash classification. Uh, keep going forward slash. No. Just go to the website. <laughs> it's easy for the Just go. Just go to the otagomuseum.net.nz. Yeah. And then go click on collections, and then you'll find the Tauka dig- digitization project. You will, and go check it out. There's, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot there to go through. And um, and please forgive me for the wee um, colour charts. That's great. Don't no. Actually, um, uh, congratulate you on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for coming over this morning. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You are more than welcome. And as I said, everybody go check it out online and go to the museum and check them out in the flesh. Yes. It's all there. Well, not everything there. Some of it's down in the basement. Yeah. Where we'd all <laughs> like to go, but you know. Uh, so. Oh, well, you, you let me know, Jamie. I'll take you down the basement. Yeah, that's why I said that. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.